Good evening, everybody. Happy almost the end of the month of 420. This is Soaky Nostalgia. <laughs> Didn't like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we teased it a little bit last week, and um, we're, uh, yes, we're going to have a very awesome episode tonight where we're covering two bands of yesteryear. And by, man, I, man, I sound really old saying stupid crap like that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> anyway. That's right. That's right. We did. We gave him just, just a tiny taste of what we're going to get into this week. So let's quickly get through the beginning. And uh, this is probably where everybody's going to start fast forwarding, but uh, let's get through it. So this week, I, of course, I am the Matt. Bradley. Tiny. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cachoo. A.K.A. Alan. <laughs> um, that's right. We've got the four uh, hosts with the most here. And if you would like to reach one of us, you can get us at SoakingNostalgia at gmail.com, DeadpanStudio18 at gmail.com, as well as Deadpan-Studio.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at SoakingNostalgia and DeadpanStudio18. Wow, those are original, aren't they? Because that's what I use for everything that has to do with this. So, if you would like to complain about us, send us an email. Deadpan-studio.com. Deadpanstudio18. Like one more time. Soakingnostalgia.gmail.com. I'm going to knock it into the wall as many times as I can, like a hammer to a nail. Uh, I'm a little touchy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're also streaming on a number of different areas. We've got iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify, as well as our app, uh, the app, server, website, deadpanstudio.podbean.com. Yeah. yeah. All right, so a little bit of news here. We've got a little bit of local news. Uh, we've really local. Um, obviously, we've got uh, our state of Kentucky has begun phase one of opening the state back up, hoping to break through the rest of this curve of uh, the coronavirus. So good luck to everybody there. Um, sounds like the majority of everything will be open at a very diminished capacity by May 21st. So... Congratulations, Kentucky! You're ahead of the, you're ahead of everything. So, you know, I still haven't gotten my stimulus check, and I had a dream the other night that uh, they started the second wave with two thousand dollars, and I looked in my account one day, and I had three thousand waiting on. Me. Wow, oh, a nice dream. Dream a little dream, man. And then I woke up and was like, "Huh, I hate my life." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Brad's going to start belting these out, and nothing's going to start coming across. <laughs> um, Who's uh, Brad? Sir Bradley. Alan does that all the time, too. I don't know who the hell this Brad is. Well, we can it, work it out. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's his fault, really. You know, it, he keeps saying that, so it kind of sticks in my head. So, <laughs> Hey, Sir Bradley. Don't take off and don't take off Alan. You don't know who your uh, enemy or your ally is going to be in tonight's episode. Oh, oh he knows. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I know. He knows. <laughs> uh, so immediately, uh, I'd said something about this off mic right before we started, um, but 
Oh man, I thought we were so close uh, to having our first, you know, actual documented comments. <sighs> Unfortunately, it turned out they were just spammers. <laughs> I was I was dead set to make somebody a T-shirt. You see that, listeners? I was ready to give a spammer an email. Nobody wants to email us. Just say. It's just- just, just email the day us. in the life of me? Yeah, just email us and say free T-shirt. Hey, I mean, good you... Lord. <laughs> the eight of you email us. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you do that, I'll send a reply that say that says I need your shirt size, if you're male or female, as well as what your address is, and I promise Sir Bradley will not have any of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the humor in that. <laughs> request that I hand deliver it. <laughs> well, depends on the hand, man. They might not want that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they would. Yeah, they might. They might. Okay, so let's okay. amend that. Say free T-shirt with or without hand. <laughs> <laughs> national or international news we have uh this month i don't know if anybody noticed it but uh we're recording on the 30th today and this will come out next week so we'll already be into may i believe but this past month marked the 34th anniversary of the chernobyl disaster which took place on april 26th of 1986 wow really that uh that doesn't seem no no um, I'm sorry, I did not catch the anniversary of what? Uh, the Chernobyl disaster. Okay. Yeah. You know, big meltdown. Nuclear power plant. Yeah. 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 Big, big meltdown like uh, most millennials and the generation after that have every <laughs> single day. <laughs> and there goes half the audience. <laughs> We're down to two. <laughs> That's okay. Send us your emails. I'm going to send e- I'm going to send insults until I get emails. So. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, I'm going to start getting harsher until we get some. <laughs> I'll turn all my attention away from the co-hosts all the way over to the audience only. <laughs> all right, so that's that's pretty much all we have for the news, unless you all have anything you want to contribute to that. Uh, I, I, I just kind of caught uh, just a tad bit of, uh, of a Joe Biden uh sexual harassment or sexual assault something like that yeah uh, well here's the funniest thing though um yes he is being sought after about uh you know possibly being investigated for sexual harassment um always as always innocent till proven guilty however here is one thing that he has done which he is already proven because it uh They've recorded him doing this. He had a town hall the other day where Hillary Clinton was ador- endorsing him. In the midst of her endorsing him, he falls asleep live on camera. Come on, man. The guy was like 100. Give him a break. He needed a, uh, he needed, he needed a nap. Give him, give him a nap. Well, everyone's like, is he is he asleep? Is he napping? And then all of a sudden he shoots awake like he, you know, somebody, you know, woke him up. He's like, oh. <laughs> And, you know, the people wonder and have gotten all over, you know, every other person that's made fun of him because they call him Sleepy Joe Biden. There's a reason why. Maybe, maybe the man actually has Mark. Yeah, but do we want him holding the World War III uh, phone <laughs> with narcolepsy? No. 
I don't. Eh, I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, at okay. least he. At least he won't pay attention. God. I don't want anybody that Hillary likes. Look, if she turned around and said, I don't like uh, Donald Trump, then, you know, that would probably sway that. Do you hear that, listeners? If you don't want Trump in office, just have Hillary write to her, have her endorse him instead. You want him out of office? That's how you do it. It'll make everybody's head explode. We did did not mean to upset the Clintons by any means. (laughs) Uh, And if I go missing, you'll know why. I'm sorry. Epstein did kill himself. I'm so sorry. I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's that's enough uh, gilding lily let's go ahead and let's get in to our our main topic you ready let's spit on this thing all right here we go uh, let's get ready to rumble that's right tonight we are going to have the beatles Versus the Stones. Who is the best band? Who is the most influential? Who has, I mean, who would ha- just had it better? I know some of uh, us. I, I agree with Howard Stern. <laughs> well, we can't even include his argument just because, well, I think he was playing to his, uh, you know, his guest. But. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a one-on-one battle. I say one-on-one, it's actually, well, Sir Bradley's been pretty obvious about who he's going to back in this fight. We're going to have the Beatles versus the Stones, so it could be one-on-four, one, uh, you know, two-on-two, three-on-one. You just don't know. It's going to be a free-for-all. So, does everybody here have uh, have their, you know, have their stuff in order to you know, kind of entice the audience. You know, of it course, can't be one on four. There's only four of us. I'm, uh, I- I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me here. <laughs> I hope. <I'm> pretty. <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm. I well, actually, I do know uh, which way I'm gonna swing. However, there's uh, some other things that I would, I will say during it. So, so let's see here. Uh, does everybody have their arguments ready for this? I do. Um, I would like to preface before we get into it too far mm-hmm. that uh, I, I'm not. My my opinions are very strong on this because of uh, certain things, and I am in no way, shape, form, or fashion belittling the other um, artist's career because um, let's be honest, they both have accomplished amazing things. Um, but I do have a very strong opinion um, about artistry, and we can get into that later. But please do not take me defending one uh, band as me not liking the other, because the other is fairly amazing as well. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a universal between all of us. Um, <laughs> that you know, even though we're we're going to make an argument, you know, one over the other, it doesn't at all mean that uh, you know that we dislike uh, the other. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because I tell you what, uh, before we get into the arguments, I'll, I'll personally say right now that what I the band that I chose is not my favorite of the two. It is not. I personally prefer the music of you know one band over the other. That is not the uh, but that is not the reason why you know I like that. I, I like that band is because uh, you you know what I'm trying to say. 
you know, I prefer yeah. one music over the other, but it's not the same one that I chose to say which one was the better. Fair enough. I'm very interested to hear these uh, opinions. Yeah. Because I tell you what, I've got a playlist on my phone that has nothing but one band and none of the other. And the one that's none of the other is the one that I've chosen as the better band. So there you go. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, all right. If everybody's ready, here we go. If I can change. Everybody can change. change. (laughs) Careful, they might copyright us for that. (laughs) I was going to say. Yasim, yas. Yasim, yas. How the hell did we get on Rocky Four? The ding ding Uh, bell and Michael Buffer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's it exactly. (laughs) Uh, I don't know who wants to go. I mean, who wants to say something first? Uh, now, I mean, I can go ahead and tell you if you'd like, since uh, Tiny, you were really interested to see which way I went for both of these reasons, you know, both these things. Wait, Wait, Matt. Matt, I think you are to save yours for last. Okay. <laughs> because I've got mine right here. I've got about 18 points for why this one band is better, and then the last one is just by sheer numbers. <laughs> so. But that I still like doesn't mean I like him. Matt or Mr. Allen uh, first. That's just my preference. All right. Mr. Allen, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Go for it, dude. The Beatles. And why? Because they're the best. And why? Look, when you, okay, when you so- think of uh, the British invasion... Who is the first name to come to mind? No. Yeah. Austin Powers? You, nope. When you think uh, of the historical <laughs> British invasion, what? who is the first name that comes to mind? King George. Liam. He said Liam. Really? <laughs> Dude, get, get out of here right now. You don't even get an opinion anymore. When you think of the musical <laughs> British invasion of the 60s, <laughs> What is the first oh. name that comes to mind? Who inspired the name WrestleMania? Who is the main reason why... Uh, I've already forgotten his name again. Is it Ed <laughs> Sullivan? Ed Sullivan? Is still getting brought up today other than when David Letterman retired. I mean, come on. Uh, so... I would like before we get very far. Whose whose songs are in every other commercial? Again, I w- I would like to go through a little history, um, if we could, before we get too far into this argument. Um, the Beatles were formed in 1960. The Rolling Stones got together in 1962. Correction: Beatles, so, Beatles came together in '58. Technically, yes, yeah. but only as they, it was a different band. It wasn't yeah, they came up with the name in 60. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. And, and, and they didn't actually put out, they only did club scenes up until around 62. Um, and that's when they put, <laughs> and that's when they put their first album out. <laughs> the Stones um, got together in 62. Um, and they were repeatedly putting albums out. 
they were they both toured America as part of the British invasion in 1964. So to say that they were both popular enough by the time that that came around is fair enough. However, I don't ever recall seeing anything about the Stones touring like stadiums at that point. <laughs> And the Beatles were selling out stadiums in America. Well, the only, like, mention, like, you watch documentaries on that time period, immediately it's the Beatles, and then you go, oh, and and then there were the Rolling Stones. (laughs) (laughs) So, if if we're going from that standpoint, that's how it's looked at. But who was more fun to party with? I'm gonna say the I Beatles. Have no idea because think, because uh, Paul, keep, Ma- Paul McCartney has mentioned stopped yet the drugs that he <laughs> used to take. So, I mean, just because out in the public eye they were bubblegum and and cool, sarcastic, that doesn't mean there wasn't a lot of partying going on behind the scenes. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Sir Bradley made a really good point though. Uh, I don't think it came across. What say that one more time, bud? I said I think Keith Richards started partying in nineteen. 19- and hasn't stopped yet. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's a reason he is still alive. He has basically preserved all his organs. So that's because he left his soul in 1965. <laughs> it's because he sleeps upside down. It's your soul, Keith. It's your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from Keith Richards while touring with the Stones. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's okay. Um. So yeah, uh, Alan, if you want to continue on with with your standpoint there. Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll chime in every once in a while. Okay, uh, Tiny, you want to go next? Since uh, you know, uh, Sir Bradley was like, well, he wants either Alan or me go. Well, Alan just went. How about you go and then I'll chime in. Well, I'm pretty sure that Sir Bradley knows where I stand on this point, but um, yeah, but I it's not to, about who you I pick; have... it's about why. I have to give the crown to the Beatles, um, basically based on two things. So you're going to tell me about numbers later, I'm, I'm assuming, yes. about yes. number of albums, old things of that name. 100%. The reason, and this is the sole reason, of course there are, are, are others, but the sole reason that I base my decision on the Beatles, like I said, you want to go, go, even if you go 58, right, so 12 years, the Beatles were the Beatles from basically 62 to 1970. They put out 13 studio albums in eight years. And I cannot think of another band that has more number one hits in an eight year period than them. And stop. You, you, you think about their entire catalog of music. Yep. It all come out in eight years. From 62 to 70. It's amazing. Doesn't it sort of seem like because of that, they were sort of like, you know, the guy and the girl that meet on a first date, they go ahead and sleep together, then everything's just ruined, whereas the Stones, they wind and dine and created a relationship and it blossomed over time? Made it meaningful? So, so, okay. Yeah. Let me... me let, let me take that argument for you, Matt, because uh, I, I had planned to bring this up a little later. Um, given the longevity of a career, 
you're going to get something that somebody likes eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let me let me bring in another band who I think is really amazing, and you know that they're one of my favorite bands because we've seen them in concert together. Aerosmith. Aerosmith has been around almost in the same time frame, right? They were late 60s, early 70s, coming out of Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know how many number one songs they've had in their entire career? One. One. And, <laughs> and it wasn't it even their from, song. <laughs> and, it, and it came from a soundtrack to a movie. Yes. Thank you. So given the fact that the Stones have had the time to go through and refine and work together and know each other, they, they've got to put some music out there that everybody likes. But it's very, very difficult for me in daily conversation to find somebody who a doesn't know who the Beatles are in an eight year career or doesn't know at least one of their songs, if not from them, from a cover that somebody did. I, you know, with that argument though, you can also safely say there's not one person on this planet who's never heard of the Rolling Stones. That's very true. But, and I, a thousand years from now, years. <laughs> and a thousand years from now, when we're all uh, long gone, you know, people are still going to be getting stories, you know, from Keith Richards himself. So, you know, <laughs> right. true story. Um, oh man, if he dies okay, this so year, I'm going to, I'm just going to just blow the, oh, you're going to, yeah, you're done, man. You're done. Um, so from, from my uh, numbers perspective, uh, I, I tend to take that as, as what I was saying is I basically tend to take that as skewed. Um, because the longer your name is out there, the more product that you put out, obviously. The and the more you're going to sell. Yes. So that's, that's really my argument against that. The second argument that I have is the Beatles stopped touring in 1965. From 1965 to 1970, they recorded eight albums, never toured, and they were probably their most popular albums to ever come out. You're talking about Abbey Road, the White Album, uh, Sgt. Pepper. And they never toured to promote these albums. Well, they never went out and performed to promote these albums. That's because they were too high to stand on stage for very long. Whatever the reason may be, and I don't disagree <laughs> with it. Because, I mean, I mean uh, you know. Excellent point, Matt. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is but tell me tell me right now do you know a band that could come out today and produce the white album in still there tiny <laughs> sabotage he has been sabotaged he's been sabotaged Hit oh, pause. Wait, oh, there you are there you are <laughs> Oh, well, apparently my phone went to sleep while I was ranting. I'm sorry. Uh, I, know, I know a band that could that could do that today. Who? <laughs> don't act like you don't know who I'm going to say. I think, he, I think he, Sir Bradley's talking about the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you know why? Because they've been around for 70 years. Everybody yeah. knows who they are. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you look... And this is what kills me, and, and this is the whole thing about it. The Beatles didn't get the opportunity for the longevity, right? They they dismantled their entire actual band, like contractually, 
1970. Okay. I'd say now, they were all fighting look, over Yoko. <laughs> but even if you look at... Okay, they dismantled, they dismantled the band in 70. They might have been able to get a reunion together 74, 75, start making new music again, right? Yeah. It's a possibility. We don't know. That realm of possibility was taken away when John Lennon was murdered. So we have no idea what they would be today if they were here. So it's really hard to argue about a band that put out as much product and good product in eight years as a band that put out product for six well, you you're, know, that's, you're that's talking a very, very good point. With I mean, with the short amount of time that the Beatles were the Beatles, people know. I mean, I know more Beatles songs than I do Rolling Stone songs. And and in the time I bet frame, you don't. You, I you bet I do. You just don't realize do. what they are. No, I know. <laughs> I know the the Rolling Stone songs that I do know. I know what they are. Wild uh, yeah. horses, uh, painted black. Uh, can't get no satisfaction. Uh, brown sugar. I, I mean, I wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I, I appreciate you naming those songs, and I'm pretty sure that there are probably 20 more that I can name. Yeah, just from knowing the Rolling Stones, and I do. I really do enjoy the Stones music. Yeah, but tell me, tell me how many of those songs came out from 1962 to 1970? Uh, the ones that I mentioned, except for uh, no, except for Wild Horses. Uh, I think Wild Horses came out in 73, but uh, between 60 and 72, all the ones that I mentioned uh, came out in that time period. So, okay, so do you have the numbers on what they sold? Yes, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end, after we get our arguments. (laughs) Okay. Because this is is actually what I have, uh, this is what my argument is for about why one was actually better than the other. I do have uh, some points uh, to go over, but uh, Sir Bradley, would you like to go? Okay, so I don't exactly have a lot of facts. Um, There's a reason why I don't have a lot of facts. And that is, uh, frankly, I I enjoy both of these bands. Here, here. A lot. A A lot. But um, both both of these bands are, are nowhere near nowhere near the, my top list of, of people that I like to listen to or bands that I like to listen to. So frankly, I just don't care that much. And, and I'm not saying it's I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything like that. I don't care. Uh, but now I do have a preference. Um, now, you know, obviously, if we were talking about something else that was a little bit more of, you know, something that I'm passionate about, uh, yeah, then, then I'm going to come up with a, with a lot more facts and things like that. But um, I, overall, I just enjoy the Stones music more so than I do the Beatles. I know that there are, uh, there's a ton of Beatles songs out there that are great. There's a ton of Stones songs out there that I think are great. But uh, honestly, neither one are just, you know, really, really, really do it for me, you know. But uh, I will say this. Now, I didn't take the time to look up a lot of information. I figured, honestly, I figured you would have a lot of that, Matt. 
Otani. I figured you'd have a lot of that too. Uh, yep. But just as a generalization, I, I feel like that the Beatles made, uh, excuse me, that the uh, Stones made uh, better music. And yeah, there is a longevity um, argument. Uh, you know that that you can make, and obviously, Connie, you have. Well, that's not really um, fair, though, because of the, uh, <laughs> you know, two of the members of uh, the Beatles are dead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we can't really have that uh, argument, I guess, well, unless you're Mick Jagger making that argument too. Uh... <laughs> and that's a that's another thing too. Uh, individually, so, as solo artists. They were just as big as they were when, I mean, I mean, as far as their music is concerned, they were just as good as they were collectively as the Beatles. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that is too. That, that is, that's correct. Um, but uh, Everybody, Ringo. what I would like to focus on is actually the fact that this is Beatles versus Stones, not Beatles versus Stones versus Lennon versus McCartney versus Harrison. And that is why uh, the Beatles I'm broke up. I'm proud of you, sir, Bradley. You knew you knew three of the four members. Yeah, and that's very true. That's very uh, true because if we were going by, you know, individually, you know, imagine just blows away dancing in the street. I, I, I would agree. I mean, <laughs> ever. But that's not really like, fair. You're naming a really big, huge, you know, life-changing song versus one that Mick Jagger made on his own to piss off uh, Keith. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, okay. Here's a here you go. Here you go. How how do you sleep? Blew away dancing in the street. But I I wanted you to to finish, Tiny. I wanted you to you know get your argument out there about the the longevity, right? That the Beatles weren't around that long and they put out. What do you say? Thirteen albums and what? Thirteen albums and ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thirteen albums and ten years. Yeah. Now, I'm going to make a little bit of a comparison to something that's totally off topic, and I know Alan probably would understand this. Um, but you've seen products out there before that that just—it's so much. It's just over the top and over the top, and it's a little bit of an oversaturation. I mean, if they didn't have to tour for five years and they created eight albums, I, I just, I think that's much, they didn't have to do anything. Everybody else right. done it for them. They got all right. the publicity without doing anything themselves. That is a very good point, Brad. Yeah, and, all they had to do was, was put pen to paper and make the music and put it out there. They didn't have to worry about it. In my humble opinion, they were placed on a, a godlike pedestal, and after that, there was no touching them. But I don't disagree with you, sir, Bradley. Not in the least. And and, that, and to be honest, that is an argument that I didn't even think of at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did make a good point. What I will counter that with is they put out enough music that everybody liked. <laughs> To be able to do that. And yeah, not the material was still top-notch. Does anybody actually know why they stopped touring? Because I do. I do, too. Yeah, they, they basically stopped touring um, not too long after they sold out uh, 
whatever the Mets field was in New York at the time. I can't think of it. I thought it was the same. Um, Francisco. I thought it was San Well, no, no, no. The the big one that they did um, was in New York, and um, the reason that they decided to stop after that was they basically played with whatever their setup was, and at the time, the technology was not great, right? So they were basically playing through a PA system. Uh, Ringo couldn't even hear the other three playing. And then they had to immediately leave the stage and get in the back of the van. Nope. I think you cut out again. But, but Brad, uh, as far as the, the actual dates go, you are correct. New York City, Shea Stadium, August 23rd, 1966. And then Candlestick Park, San Francisco, August 29th, 19th. So I'm leaving out two different, two other shows. But yeah, New York yeah. and then two other cities, which was Seattle and L.A., and then San Francisco was the final one. But I think what his point was, was Shea Stadium was so crazy that they yeah. didn't have to, yeah. Yeah, they were just, they. <laughs> I think the spirit of John Lennon doesn't want you to finish that, Mick. <laughs> right. And then uh, in Seattle, which was two days after the New York City nope. show, they actually had two shows in Seattle. Yep. He, he dropped out. There he is. Are you back? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's Nick, the rain. Uh, what, 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 what kind of phone are you using? So <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, here's a, here's, uh, a, here's a piece of trivia. Uh, that was part of it. That was a big portion of it. But actually, this was actually confirmed by both Ringo and Paul that the main reason they decided that they stopped touring was because they were flat out exhausted. They had been touring constantly, even when they were writing, constantly touring for the majority of that decade. Yeah, they were getting burnt out. If you ever yeah, have watched, if anybody's ever watched that thing you do, I know, I know a lot of us here have, but I'm talking about the listeners. If any of you have ever seen that thing you do, the way they're constantly making them go, 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 just like that, it's not as bad today like that because some things are just more spread out. And you can fly and you get a little bit more of a break in between. But back then, you, you were just riding around in cars and buses all the time. And, yeah, you got a plane every now and then. But most record companies just kind of, you know, bust you around. So if you imagine, you know, these they're touring over here in the U.S. and the U.K. and everything. And they're just constantly going and going and going for the better part of a decade and writing music. They are exhausted. And then... Not to mention, you know, when you're in close quarters like that for a better part of a decade, if you're not actually family, but you're a group that comes together like a family, no matter what, you're going to butt, you know, you're going to butt heads. So then that led to them stop touring. Okay, let's just try recording in the studio. They did that until, you know, tempers just overrode everything. Like I said, that was that was confirmed by both Paul and Ringo in an interview they did on Good Morning America back in 19. It, was, it wasn't long after George Harrison's death. I can't remember exactly what year that was, but it wasn't long after George Harrison's death. So. I think he died in late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Uh, he was doing uh, some traveling Wilbury stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right about that. Well, I am right about that because I'm a Tom Petty aficionado. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Are you talking about George Harrison? Do what? Are you talking about George Harrison? Yeah, George Harrison. Yeah, yeah he died in 01. In a one yeah okay 
No, so. he was doing stuff in the late eighties, early nineties with the traveling Webrays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of, uh, it's something that I kind of got took off of Alan. Uh, what I was, I brought you up, um, because I know that, uh, you're, you're a wrestling fan. And, uh, when I brought up the oversaturation, I, I know that you can maybe see what I'm trying to say here, but you know, if you got a, a wrestler or a program or whatever that, that they're trying to, uh, to get across to the audience, and you just get the same thing over and over again, or you, or you get something that's just constantly in your face, or something that's just pushed down your throat. It feels like an oversaturation, and it just kind of turns you away from it. Um, sounds, that's like, exact- sounds like marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about that. Um, <laughs> um, but but that's that's what the Beatles have felt like to me. Um, it I've. And I, now I feel this way for both both bands. I feel that they are not just musicians, but they are they're iconic and life changing and culture and changing. Yeah. They can cause change in culture. Yeah, yeah, I, the, I get you. Well, when you say oversaturation, um, Paul McCartney's. See, recently there was a for those listening who don't know that this this little friendly rivalry has been going on since the invasion <laughs> happened yeah. pretty much so paul mccartney goes on howard stern and howard you know i i guess like i don't know which one i think matt said it talking up his guest yeah he basically said you know he's adamant uh about his preference which is the beatles and basically he was just trying to get paul to talk so when you talk about oversaturation, I think Paul's response to Howard was was uh, about the same thing, just in a different way. Because he said, you know, the Stones are a fantastic group. He got to see them every time that they go, that they play out, uh, because he or he has to see them every time they play out because they're a great band. He said, but they're rooted in the blues, and when they're writing. It's always to do with the blues, whereas the Beatles had a little bit more influence, or influences, uh, and there's a lot of differences. He loves the Stones, but he's with Howard. The Beatles were better. So what Paul was saying was with the Stones, you always got the exact same. um, Of course, their songs are different as far as the way they sound or, you know, uh, come uh, not come together, but you know what you know what I'm saying. Um, yes. So, what Paul was saying was, Rolling Stones are mainly rooted in the blues. Mm-hmm. So anything you're going to get out of them is blues oriented. With whereas the Beatles, you know, they you they could go from "I want to hold your hand" to "Come Together." It, you know, it, it's not always the the exact same thing. So, um, which is also a good thing uh, for the Stones because their fans can say they never changed, like ACDC. But true that uh, <laughs> with Paul McCartney and John, all those guys, they always wanted to switch it up um, because they were artists. They, I mean, not saying that the the Stones aren't because they definitely are, but they they had different things to say. They didn't stick with the same format. So I would like to, if I could, just touch yeah, base on that. Point. Um, so after they had decided to stop touring, um, 
and they went back into studio to record their next album. They basically came up with the Sgt. Pepper album because they sat down and said, we're tired of being the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Let's make ourselves an entirely different band, an entirely different name, and an entirely different sound. And I think that's one of the things you have to do as an artist. You have to be willing to grow and experiment. And while the Stones did, and as you as you grow, it obviously happens. But you're talking about the Stones probably took 15 years to do so. The Beatles did it in five. It's just. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like my argument for Pink Floyd versus music today. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but music today is all electronic, right? You go into a studio and you record to a hard drive, and then you can take any kind of software you want and do anything you want with this with the music that you have put on this digital medium. Pink Floyd didn't have that option. Pink Floyd had to go into the studio and they had to use different things and they had to actually tape together pieces of tape off of a four track or an eight track recording to make the sounds and to make the music that they made. There was an artistry to it. There's a reason that they used to be called artists. Um, and I use the term artist versus musician very, very differently today because Today's musicians, I don't feel are artists. Uh, I, I would, I would agree with you there. I think they're entertainers. Yeah, that's it exactly. There's a, there's a difference between being an entertainer and being an artist. Um, yeah. And and it's and it's my big, it's my big uh, argument with pop music today, because literally, you're not trying to sell an album. Like back in the '60s and '70s, you were trying to sell somebody to go buy a vinyl record that had maybe six to seven songs per side and all the songs had to be good because they're not going to put this record on just to listen to one song today all you have to do is write a hook and sell it on itunes for 99 cents a piece it's not the same right. uh, so i just feel i feel as as far as artistry goes i feel the beatles were better in that sense than the stones were not not that they were necessarily better, but I feel like they were more focused than what the Stones were doing. And uh, well, well, as for for the Beatles, uh, in 1964, George Harrison introduced the electric 12-string guitar into mainstream pop. Uh, so uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about you know Bob Dylan went electric. You know, and Bob Dylan, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that is the same year that he was introduced or the Beatles where he met the Beatles. They finally were introduced to one another. Um, And Bob Dylan, my goodness, I mean, that name alone speaks for itself. So, uh, I mean, there's there's video footage of of John Lennon riding in the back of a vehicle with with Bob Dylan. Um, I mean, just the the musical. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. Like, like that, those guys, um, I don't know. 
maybe it's because I'm I'm not that big of a of a Rolling Stones fan where I don't know their history. But I'm a big Dylan fan. I'm a big Beatles fan, and and knowing that they were so close after they met, and they and they clicked so well, it's just like I don't know. That's just the the artistry of it. I can't get it out of my head. Um, go ahead. You were talking about, I'm sorry to cut whoever I cut oh, off. Oh no, you're fine. Go uh, ahead, man. Me, uh, the exact argument uh, that you made uh, for the Beatles being, you know, artsy. Um, is exactly the same things that I would say as them not being artistic. Um, to me, I, I really enjoyed a lot of their poppy stuff, right, when, when they uh, first started to come out. Uh, right. but what, the, the stuff that I didn't like so much is the stuff that was just psychedelic kind of stuff. And to me, it felt like it was it was not – it was not uh, music. It was not uh, from an artist. It was craziness from drugs. Well, yeah, uh, that's the time period. But I mean, that, it wasn't all about that. Like you, you can, you got Yellow Submarine. Well, no, I mean, it, it's not like it was all about drugs. I mean, it was, it was about love. No matter how you cut, you know, cut it with the right. with the Beatles, it was nothing but about but love. But I think, I think what Brad was really getting at though was how it sounded. Yeah, because oh, okay. let's be honest. Let let's be honest. Um, Sergeant Which I Pepper, do agree with because I don't I don't like. Uh, but uh, I mean, you know, I don't like it. But when you with the lyrics and stuff, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of don't. I tune that stuff out that I don't like, and I focus on what I do like about it. I guess. But yeah, I do agree. So let, <laughs> let me let me step out on a limb here, and I'm gonna piss a lot of Beatles fans off right now. So um, please send me an email. Uh, one of my least favorite songs, one of my least favorite songs from the Beatles is Eleanor Rigsby. Is what? Is it a great, Eleanor Rigsby. Okay. Is it a good song? Yes. Is it lyrically done well? Yes. I don't like the sound. I don't like the speed of the song. So when I, when I'm arguing, when you, I'm arguing for the Beatles, I don't like all their stuff. I don't think all their stuff is great. Right, but but where I'm coming from is is there are enough people that dug it for that time period and beyond that time period. Um, but to counter that, what I will say is one of my favorite Rolling Stone songs is "Far Away Odd," and that song, song. was that song was beyond storytelling. It just was, and that's why it's one of my favorites. I think that they put a lot of thought into that. I think there was a, an actual story. I haven't done the research on it, but I think there was an actual story, probably from one of the band members, that caused that song to be written. But, yeah, that's probably one of my all-time top favorite Stone songs. Um, and I don't know that a lot of people know it, <laughs> but it, it's definitely one of my favorites. So my research for this show consisted of I put Spotify on the Beatles playlist for two hours, listen to it. I put it on for two hours on the Stones, listen to it. And to me, the sound quality that was produced by the Stones were, was a lot better. 
Uh, I, I completely agree. And, you know, honestly, you know, that's actually really good research because I didn't listen to any of that music to prepare for this evening. I figured, you know, everyone would want to talk about, you know, the music and the styles and all that stuff, which, you know, I would cover. But, you know, you know me, I, I always get a little more analytical. I like the trivia. I like the history behind everything. So the fact that you did that, I, I'm going to I'm going to give you a big old bravo to that, Sir Bradley. No joke. That's a That was really good. Good job for you, man. Uh Where's it? At? Where's that sound at? There it is. I changed the color of my soundboard. And I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do it anyway. But uh, today and yesterday, I had my uh, Sirius XM tuned to the Beatles station. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, if the Rolling like, Stones had the so Sirius XM channel, I would have done the same. But they don't. So. Um, that's yeah, because the Beatles you. can't get rich off of it like the Stones can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Garth Brooks has his own. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, Sir Bradley, I would like to say that um, if I were to do the same thing that you did, I'm not sure that I could, if I didn't have such strong feelings about other things with the Beatles, I don't know that I could actually listen to two hours of the Beatles and two hours of the Stones and say I like this man better. Than I don't know that that's possible for me. To say. Yeah. Um, especially, especially coming in if, if, if neither one of the bands were your favorite. And I have a very special place for the Beatles um, in my heart, uh, just because of the time frame that I discovered them um, and what their music meant to me when I heard it. To be honest, I, I understand that two hours for each band is not enough. I, well, I mean, yeah, you might have been able, and let's be honest, between the two of them, you might have been able to cover all of their number ones, maybe. Maybe. In two hours for each band. <laughs> um, but, but the thing of it was, is I, I, I their Spotify uh, channel or uh, playlist and just hit random. So I, I didn't yep. search any particular song that uh, the Beatles that I liked or the Stones that I liked. It, ju- it, it was just at random. Yeah, both those bands have an immense catalog of music. I mean, I mean, even I stuff that's getting released later and later and later that they find, like with especially with the Beatles. And that, I, I want to bring up the fact that I, Alan, I know that Alan thought that I was going to choose the Beatles, and uh, I did why, originally. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Why did you think that, Alan? Uh, because of Oasis. Because of Oasis, yeah. Because, um, <laughs> you know, Oasis has uh, been been called uh, the Beatles 2.0, uh, which I disagree with. I mean, I see a little bit of similarities. But, well, they came but, out with uh, the same haircuts. Well, I mean, you know, and I was telling Brad earlier today on the phone, that's why one of my cousins cannot stand, and I've tried. I have tried to to get him to open up to Oasis the songs because I I think they're great, mm-hmm. but he he absolutely cannot get past the fact that he believes that they ripped off the Beatles and I'm like, dude, it, it's not a rip off. It's more paying homage because they are different bands. But yeah, if you want to talk about bands that are uh, ripping off, that'd be another episode because I tell you what, there's a ton of them out there, especially in the heavy metal genre. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So let's, I mean, with, with Oasis though, the you know, the, the main things were start a revolution from my bed, you know, and that goes to John and Yoko doing their thing. Um, um, 
we brought up uh, also the the intro to Don't Look Back in Anger sounds a lot like Imagine. Right, and the 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 rose colored glasses, as Matt or Tiny said, the haircuts. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, and I mean that's an, but that's another thing too. Like, I can't yeah, think of another band to emulate the Stones. The way that Oasis seems to emulate the Beatles to to certain people. So there's another think, similarity difference there. <laughs> I, I think you meant where where the Beatles got put up on such a, on such a pedestal that they are God. Nothing is going to knock them off that pedestal. That's that's my so. Well, he was John was being sarcastic when he said that. <laughs> and very good. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> But, but let's let's be honest. Um, both of them were extremely influential um, on a lot of not only British bands but a lot mm-hmm. of American bands as well. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, just oh, yeah. think of it. Think of it this way: um, that both bands broke boundaries and steered culture in new directions. Uh, both of them. I mean, if you want to talk about style wise and the music that they covered. I mean, yeah, the Stones stole from Chuck Berry. So did the Beatles. Um, the Stones and the Beatles both perfected the art of rock and roll in the mid sixties. Well, in 60s. my opinion, everybody in rock and roll stole from Chuck Berry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, both dabbled in psychedelic music. Um, but here's where they differ. Here's here's mine. Now, I'm going to start out by saying, uh, who do I personally would love more than the other? I love the stones a whole lot more than i do the beatles music wise i mean you, if you put a gun to my head and said you get to listen to one song from uh, from either band for the rest of your life i'll say stones quicker than anything um i just what would that, the song be? wild horses oh dude um, that, hey, that, that thing hits me in a in a way that most music i mean even i mean i've got i've got a favorite song of all time but it, Outside of that, th- that song hits me in such a place inside me that I don't think another song has actually been able to do. Um, uh, Matt, I would like for you to give yourself uh, a round of applause just for being on the right team. Well, let's hold that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because no! that is not my argument for which band is better. The Beatles are better, and I have reasons why. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he threw me a curveball. <laughs> I said from the beginning, just because I prefer one over the other has no bearing on which one I actually feel is a better band than the other. I'm, I'm very interested to hear your argument, because I okay. know you were talking about numbers earlier. Yes, okay. So, check this out. Okay, yeah, somebody mentioned earlier that the Stones were rooted purely in blues. 100% they were. That's That was their influence, was blues music. The Beatles were, they had different genres of music as their influence. Uh, Elvis, Carl Perkins, Little Richard, Buddy Holly, the Everly Brothers, all them 
kind of helped shape their sound in the very beginning. So you're looking at different genres of music immediately with all of them. You've got rockabilly, rockabilly right. rock, pop. You've got some country music in there. You've got gospel all, all rolled into one with the Beatles. Um, you've also got... Okay, when I just the things that I just mentioned that both bands did, you know, covering Chuck Berry, perfecting the art of rock and roll, dabbled in psychedelic music. Yes, they both did that, but the Beatles did them first with the Stones per, uh, doing that shortly afterward. Um, the, yeah, I'll tell you, man, you talk about pop. Hey, Paul McCartney had one hell of a scream on him. He sure did. Um, did Did you know that uh, the Beatles actually wrote? an original single for the stones in 1963. Which one? I want to, I want to be your man. It was given to them a day when the stones were visiting the Beatles in the, in a studio. So one of their first hits was written by the Beatles. Uh, did you know that uh, if it wasn't for the Beatles, that the stones wouldn't even have a record deal? George, George Harrison recommended George Harrison recommended that the stones be signed by Decca records. Uh, so if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have gotten their first deal. Um, the Beatles actually, now I will say that the Beatles actually did invite, uh, Brian Jones, who was one of the original members of the Rolling Stones into play uh, saxophone on their song, you know, my name, but it was their song. They also had Mick Jagger come in and provide backing vocals for baby or rich man. Also, it is the Beatles song. Um, yep. the Beatles never actually got to the point in their career where they made, <laughs> albums as uh, uh, I guess you could say pointless as Bridges to Babylon <laughs> um, this, is, this is why we're friends <laughs> the Beatles uh, compressed dozens of amazing songs into their uh, six seven year progression from teeny boppers to psychedelics uh, they were among the first rock band to use the studio as an instrument and set a new standard for songwriting. Um, they, of course, yes, both bands did break up, but the uh, big differences is that uh, members died. But Lennon and McCartney uh, were rumored to have had conversations of bringing the band back together before Lennon was murdered. And that's what that's that's me. I mean, it's from a music standpoint. That's what's so sad about it. Yeah, is what could have been. Yeah. So. Here's the numbers. Here is uh, where the analytics come in to support the argument. Because, you know, you, no matter what I've just said, it can still be, you can still say, oh, that's biased or that's, you know, subjective. This is I'm, objective. These are the numbers. Diarrhea. That's all I heard. <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, by the way, a wow. um, uh, little, <laughs> little piece of trivia. Um, uh, Rolling, uh, Rolling Stones and Rolling Stone magazine. For those that don't know, the Rolling Stones nor the magazine were named after the uh, after the other. Both of them were named after the song Rolling Stone, written by Muddy Waters, who I mentioned on uh, I mentioned Muddy Waters in the interview we did with Steve Jewell as uh, you know somebody that I really liked. So <laughs> anyway. During the week of April 4th, 1964, the Beatles occupied the top five position on the Billboard Hot 100. Five positions. Five of their own music occupied the same day. Uh, top two positions yep. of the album's chart. Top two. 
and the number one pres- uh, position of the uh, British singles chart, the first two pr- uh, positions of the British albums chart, and the number one position on the British EP chart. Uh, let's see. That, 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 that's pretty much... You're lucky to have a top ten album and single at the same time. That's what they did. Yeah. They have the most number one albums in the British album charts. Most number one hits. According, uh, now I did, this one's actually, I'm citing from the United World chart. The Beatles have 16 of the, of the, out of 100 of the most successful tracks of all time. And seven of the most one of the hundred most successful albums in history. Keith Richards in a, in his autobiography even admits, look, here's the difference. Why they've had such a, a, a blistering success in their short amount of time than we did. They have four singers. We had one. Oh, <laughs> and you—you know—you mentioned the the Rolling Stone magazine. As a matter of fact, the former Rolling Stone associate editor Robert Greenfield compared the Beatles to Picasso. Yeah, he—he uh, he said that they were uh, artists who broke through the constraints of their time period to come up with something that was unique and original mm-hmm. in the form of popular music. No one will ever be more revolutionary, more creative, and more distinctive. They are commonly regarded as the foremost and most influential band in popular music history. But here, see, even up to that point, I can shovel it off to be like, I don't care. I prefer the Stones. This last one here. We're talking about, you're talking about longevity. Yeah, you know, even Mick Jagger's talking about longevity. Okay, so you've got the, uh, the, the Stones forming in, uh, in 62, the Beatles forming in 60. Okay? The, B, uh, the, the Rolling Stones recorded have recorded 29 studio albums, 13 live albums, and 120 singles. That equals out to uh, them selling 240 million albums over the course of their, what, 60-plus career now? Yeah, right at, at least 60. The, right at. the Beatles, with only 13 albums and 22 singles, have sold 600 million albums. As of today, that, my friends, is the only way that I can definitively say that the Beatles were a better band than the Rolling Stones was by that. 240 is a lot less than 600 million. Yeah, Yeah, 240 million is a lot less than 600 million. But their music, to me, is still not as good as the Rolling Stones. (laughs) Hey, I I thought this was a, a best band, not who sold the most. (laughs) <laughs> that means best so band. Would, <laughs> That's why I, Michael I, Jackson I was, was able to, you know, he was able to keep himself out of prison for so long was because of Beatle money. Uh, I would, if I could just interject uh, one thing really quickly. Um, if you want to talk about longevity and things of that nature, <sighs> it would be hard pressed for me to say that if Jim Morrison hadn't uh, died, that the Doors may oh, be yes. today mm-hmm. a bigger influential band than the Rolling Stones. I and, don't and think they would have been bigger than the Beatles. Oh, well, and that's another thing. We were talking about, you know, band members dying around the time that there were some types of talks of possibly maybe getting back together. Now, that number that you just gave, Matt, Yeah. imagine what that would have, no pun intended, Imagine what right. that would have been had Lennon not have been assassinated. Unfortunately, we can only speculate on that. I know. However, 
I think we've pretty much run this uh, subject into the ground. Um, <laughs> What, what we, now, again, what we always say is that it doesn't matter what we say. Audience, let us know what you think. Send us an email. Let us know. Send us a tweet. Uh, get us on Facebook. Let us know. I thought about something, um, and that might be another reason why I, lo- I love them so much. I wasn't even alive when, not only when the Beatles were, were going, but when Lennon was shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't even born yet. Oh, what was it? Uh, December of nineteen eighty. He was shot in. Was it 81? eighty one? Eighty. December nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. And I was born in ninety one. None so, of us were born. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the. I know. Well, for one, I know it's the music. I love their music, and I love their attitude. You, you know that there's video of them together with a reporter saying, "When are you going to get a haircut?" And Ringo or somebody said, "I, I got one this morning." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, and then and then John himself in, in a hard day's night, just that sarcastic. And, and I mean, when he went to to trial because they were trying to kick him out of the country because they thought he was too loud, too loudmouth. Um, the words he said to the reporter when asked about it, he said, "Time wounds all heals." <laughs> and smiled about it. He didn't. He, he didn't believe in the whole security thing, which could be argued that's why he he got shot is because he had too much faith. He had too much faith in people. Um, I mean, there was a there was a video documentary. I think it was called Imagine, where there's a homeless dude living on the man's lawn because um, he didn't have a gate, and. He finally was like, what is this dude doing? So he talks to him. The guy thought that John would write the songs about him, which I'm sure Mick Jagger and Rolling Stones have ran into in their time, lifetime. Um, and then John tried to explain to him, look, I write about what I know. You know, I don't know you. How, how could that be? Are you hungry? Come in. So, and then he fed him at his table. I mean, a, a dude like that, I, I don't know, man. I'm just drawn to it. Uh, yeah. They're their music whether it's you, you call it bubblegum which they were uh, they were but they also had a lot of meaning and a lot of heart and I, I dig the stones sound um but like i said earlier i just know more beatles than i do stones and i care about the the message that they had more than i do the stones. Well, I tell you what, between the both of them, I think the Stones would have been more fun because, yeah, I'm sure the Beatles had groupies, but you tell me any story that begins with the Rolling Stones, their groupies, and a swordfish. Game over. <laughs> and Matt, that. Matt, I would like to take back that applause that I asked to give yourself earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, you know, I, will, I will say this to, to, this, to that, Matt. Yeah. Um, when you think of John Lennon, oh wait, he was already with you, the Swordfish. Hey Yoko. When you think of John Lennon, what do you think of? John Lennon. Yeah. Ugh, Yoko. No, I mean John I Lennon himself. What do you oh. think of? Ugh, Yoko. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm being serious. <laughs> what do I think about John? John um, think of John I have two things. Uh, one, I think of uh, him performing on the rooftop of, uh, what was it, the Apple Building? Yeah. Um, him sitting there singing, uh, not Let It Be, uh, God, what is the name of that song? Oh, my gosh. They they did a round of it. What, what was the name of that stinking song? Oh, my gosh. 
I guess it's not. Uh, Are you talking about give me Is what? Be very oh no! Don't let me down. Don't let, don't me, let down. me down. Yeah. Was uh, okay, tiny, when you when you think of John Lennon, what do you think of? Tiny. Me? Yeah. When I think when I think of John Lennon, um, I, I really think of I'm the Walrus. It's it's the one that sticks out to me the most. Brad? Oh, I, no, no, no! Not necessarily just his music. Like just just him. Oh, I can't wait to answer. <laughs> Go ahead, Sir Bradley. Um. Maybe this will uh, hit a little closer to home with with Alan, uh, but when I think of uh, John Lennon now, now I, I wouldn't think that you know a year ago I wouldn't think this, but uh, whenever I think John Lennon now, I think um, actually of our good friend Paul. Peace and love. Peace and love. Okay. Now collectively, I think we could all say at the same time, what do we think of when we think of Keith Richards? <laughs> he's still alive. Oh my that he's god! He's about a hundred wow. years old. All the drugs that he took. <laughs> but, you, know, you know, he's a great guitarist, but that's always the first thing to pop in your mind. Keith Richards is still alive. All those drugs. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. There's no comparison. I would like to interject that I do think that John Lennon was the best musician out of all these guys. Oh yeah that we're talking about and i don't exactly look at the stones as exactly like our our you know really artistic or anything it's just i like their sound a lot better yeah i get it but but yeah i, I do think Lennon's probably the best musician out of all of these guys mm -hmm. so i will i will say this in closing um and of course we've talked about a lot of this already if you were to ask me my top five rolling stone songs I can probably spout you my top five Rolling Stone songs. If you were to ask me my top five Beatles songs, we would probably be in a two-hour discussion about why <laughs> I can five. And that's the difference. I can take the Stones and say, these are my top songs from them. I cannot take the Beatles and say, these are my top sounds, uh, songs from them. So that's really, if I had to put it in a nutshell, that's really where my opinion is. I am exactly in the same. I feel the same way about Tom Petty and Oasis both. So, right. So, well, I can take my a, favorite. And what, after that, it's wide open. And what's so great <laughs> about this is, is, is like Brad said earlier, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is what's so great about it because it's all subjective. It very much is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean. I mean it, not right. <laughs> uh, I know we touched. I know you we know. touched on it a little bit during the uh, local uh, stuff that we did a couple of weeks ago, but even with our listeners, they're all going to have their own opinion, and the you reason know, yeah. they're going to have their own opinion is because of how they felt. For me, I know how exactly how I felt the first time I heard a Beatles song. And I remember where I was and what I was doing and how it affected me and why I wanted to go look for more of their music. I can't say the same for Rolling Stone um, because I think the first Rolling Stone song that I may have heard is uh, Satisfaction. And it was very 
I won't say middle of the road, but it didn't affect me the same way that the Beatles did. Um, and, I, and I know that I'm biased on that because of, of the feeling that I had from the music. And that's very personal. It's not yeah. I mean, I, anything I, I'm, factual. <laughs> I agree. Like, I love, love, love how the Rolling Stones sound. When, when I hear certain songs that I know are them, I, I just, I, I won't turn it because it sounds so good. But I don't feel anything from it. Black Shelter. The only yeah. song that I have Dude. ever felt anything from the Rolling Stones uh, is probably "Give Me Shelter," but it's only because of the uh, of the structure of everything. Like, Whoa, children! Like the and I, that ain't even Mick singing that part, right? Uh, so, so I mean, you know, that's just my feelings on it. <laughs> um. Well, tonight, knowing that you guys didn't win, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take refuge. I'll take refuge in, in that the belt is still mine. They they sound better, <laughs> but I have there's no feeling in it to me. Well, I guess we can still say that no matter what, our opinions are very subjective. I'm still sticking with yep. my numbers. Um, personally, Stones are better, but by numbers uh, in the world, the Beatles are better. So. Let's uh let's bring this topic to a close because we can just keep going and going and going for a good while. Oh yeah, matter like of we can. <laughs> hey, PR is part of the game, my man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's really it's really not 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 fair because Brad Brad said you know two hours for the Beatles, two hours for the Stones. I don't know that much about the Stones to be to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, let's... uh, going off of what, before you, before you leave, cause I think the whole reason why this episode came up is because of the Jagger and, and McCartney thing. Uh, Mick's response to that, to, to Paul saying that they were better was that they're still around. And that's just not, if, if that's his reasoning for his band being better, I th- he doesn't have a reason. Well, I think he was, uh, being a little more reactive tongue to some tongue in cheek, a little more reactive to what Paul said, friends. because what Paul they're said buddies. first, uh, Mick Jagger put them in the hall of fame. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah. and, and I know people are, you know, there's actually a, we mentioned it, the rumor that they were kind of had a rivalry they never did. They were actually friends and all parties have always acknowledged it. So yeah, it was a media rivalry. Yeah, it was. it was. And it, and here's the thing. They actually had a deal to where whenever one band released something, the other one would wait, and then they would release theirs. They would yeah, never release cool. things at the same time. So that's that's just how much they uh, respected each other and liked exactly. each other. So exactly that. I know uh, Oasis did the same thing with the rivalry that they had in the '90s. You know, there was a whole we're going to release something on one day. Ah, well, the other band's doing it too, so no, we're going to wait. And yeah, that that happens a lot in the music industry. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And the Beatles didn't have to do that. Nope, they sure didn't. Um. Let's do a, nos- <laughs> Let's do a nostalgic <laughs> item of the week. Um, I'm sending it to you guys now, and this is much older than we all are. But I remember well, seeing well. one of the, I remember seeing one of these in my uh, my late uncle's <laughs> houses um, when I was a kid. Yeah. The guitar with just a couple of strings on it. No, oh, I, wow. no, this this was an actual thing. Those are cowboy guitars. They came out in the fifties in response to uh-huh. the height of the cowboy. You know how popular cowboy TV shows and radio programs were. These mm-hmm. were specifically yeah. made for them. That one is called the Wrangler. 
Um, somebody in Glasgow here in Glasgow, Kentucky is actually selling it for 50 bucks, which is probably a steal. Uh, but they had them all, I mean, everywhere they had them for a uh, Gene Autry. They had them for Roy Rogers, Buck Jones. Um, and that, that one's just called the Wrangler. So they had a bunch of different types and styles and, but I just thought that was really neat. I saw somebody selling that and I was like, Ooh, well, do you know what type yeah. of like, what, what type of, uh, you know, material the actual guitar is? Is yes. it kind of like a first act sounding thing? Or? Yes, I actually do. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have the book on my phone and I had the page saved, but um, it was actually made of real wood. It's not what made of plastic like most kid toys were. That's nice. which is the, you know, the really positive thing about it. Uh, well, everything was made better back then. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think I found it. Uh, it was, um, let's see, da, 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 da. Yeah, some were yeah, made not- from, some of them were made from, uh, actual good wood. Others, uh, that wasn't made for like Roy Rogers or Gene Autry or any of them. Uh, the rest of them, like that one right there was made of fiberboard. Uh, but a lot of them were made of, I can, whatever material they were using for acoustic guitars back then, they were made for the good ones, but these were... That one was made Probably. from fiberboard and sold for $5 a piece. So basically, this, the nostalgic item of the week this week is an item from years and years past that you might have seen in your grandparents' house. Exactly. And that kicks you right in the nostalgic feels right there. Yep. 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 Uh, and it fits in like, what we were talking about, music. It does. You were saying, Sir Bradley. I would like, I would like to ask, uh, especially Mick, or Tiny, whatever the hell you guys call him. Uh, <laughs> Keeps them anonymous. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know this is kind of a hot topic, but I would like to keep it short, though. And that's something that uh, that I brought up earlier. Um, looking at people as m- more so today, but less musicians and more so entertainers. Yep. And But I'm not talking about the people today. What I'm talking about, I might get in a lot of hot water for this. Elvis Presley. Oh, in my opinion, his mom will was, gut you. Um, now, now he was incredibly influential. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to pretend uh, that there was exactly a whole lot of quote unquote uh, a musician there. He was more of a seller and painter. Right. Well, he was. I'm However, so- he did write uh, about 75% of his songs. You know, he did write them himself. He did play the instruments on them. He was a... Well, you know, uh, to my understanding, he only knew three chords on a guitar. Oh, no, that was uh, that was actually... Uh, <laughs> he played that, piano, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He played piano. That was just a, you know, a rumor. Uh, but that was uh, that rumor started coming out when he was very heavily on drugs, so... At that point, well, he probably glad. did only remember how to play three chords. But yeah, he was very. <laughs> I'm glad Brad yeah. brought that. Sorry, I'm glad, and I, I should get an applause for this. I'm glad Sir Bradley brought that up. Yeah, I Give am. Him a, yes. I yeah, am. T- okay, here you go. <laughs> well, oh. never mind. I don't need it. Uh, <laughs> there it is. So, it was on a delay again for some reason. Because you know. We were talking Stones versus Beatles, or Beatles versus Stones is the way I would word it. Um, but uh, the uh, the comparison between, like, okay, Michael Jackson and Prince. All right, Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson. There's no denying his star 
quality there. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael could tell you how to shred the hell out of a guitar. He could tell you how to play a guitar. Well, that's because it, that's because his dad. Himself. Now his dad, his dad wanted everybody to know uh, every how every single bit of music worked. Well, there was instrument. a great there's a great little segment in the documentary. This is it, where he is telling his guitarist how to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it himself. Prince, on the other hand, could shred the hell out of a guitar. Now, yeah. in a more in a more this would be a more personal topic for a lot of listeners. Elvis Presley, my dad. Loves Elvis Presley, all right, and and my brother loves Elvis Presley. I never considered Elvis the king of rock and roll. I considered Chuck Berry the king of rock and roll. And I mean, he even got brought up earlier when by you, Matt, when you were talking about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So, I would, Dad's Dad's defense is well, it's it, it's Elvis who can sing like that, and da da da. da. And I'm thinking, There's, okay. Honestly, there's probably really good reasons why Chuck Berry is not seen as the king of rock and roll, and I'm not saying there are good reasons um, no, at all. Uh, but I'm, I don't think we should touch on that this episode because that is probably a very touchy subject for a good portion no, 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 of the population. No, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not bringing up any negatives. Yeah, uh, I, I'm bringing up an, a negative on Elvis. Um, Elvis, you got to look at the time period. Elvis was white with a black voice. Chuck Berry was a better rock and roller than Elvis Presley. Yeah. That man had it all. He had the stage presence. He could play the hell out of a guitar. Angus Young stole his his walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his, his little uh, almost sitting on the stage Marty McFly deal. Yeah. Um, so, and, anyway, and Kevin Gross. Shout out to you. I mean, you could you – could, put up oh my god that you could get so many episodes out of <laughs> so-and-so versus so-and-so like oh, you yeah. could just go on and on and on but at the end of the day it's all going to be subjective because we all have our reasons and that's the beauty of music not me i went objective so, i went by numbers so sir, <laughs> sir bradley was um I mean, was kind of subjective. What, so uh, sir number- bradley was asking what i my opinion kind of was on that yeah um and I kind of take the same viewpoint as he has on the Beatles um, to Elvis. I think originally when he started out, um, it was very pop music and very much he had a shtick um, with his dancing and whatnot that was very not okay for the time period. Whatever. That hip-shaking devil. But I think as his career progressed, he became more of an entertainer and less of an artist. And I think that's kind of the way you were thinking about it with the Beatles, Sir Bradley, is uh, they didn't have to do any touring because they had their name out there so much um, that they were able to do that. Um, But I don't think, as as much as I enjoy Elvis Presley, and I do like his music, and my mother was a huge fan, so I got a lot of that influence growing up. Um, I don't think that if he hadn't had his name out there for some other reasons, that he would have had the longevity that he had. Uh, because some of his later music, and you can definitely tell later on in his drug years. Um, oh my God, that final recorded concert was look, hilarious to me. Like, but it was it, also sad. Yeah, It just, yeah, you, he was phoning it in at that point, And it was just, 
my dad talked about that concert a lot. He said the only song that he was on key and on point and sounded perfect was the very last song that he played, and it was My Way, which was kind of like a, you know, I mean, he did it his way. Yep. <laughs> right? But, yeah, we, we definitely could get into an entire conversation about Elvis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of I kind of feel like uh, he let the fame get to him enough that he just basically became an entertainer. Not- yeah, and, and that was a, and that was America uh, as far as Elvis goes. But the Beatles, man, before them, what was it? It was like jazz. Yeah, it you, was. You know, one thing leads to another, leads to another. And if it wasn't for the Beatles, I don't think you'd have the Rolling Stones. Well. Well, like I said, that's all subjective. So we're at an an hour and twenty six. So I'm sure Sir Bradley needs to get out of here. So let's go ahead and do. I didn't mean for it to add another ten. I meant for it to add another two or three. (laughs) Well, that's that's the thing we could talk all night about this stuff. Yeah, I I was going to say you can't you can't get the four of us together and expect anything to go two or three minutes because we all we are all kind of versed in the knowledge. But before you sign off, uh, Matt. Yeah. What is next week? Uh, we'll discuss that as soon as we close here because uh, we're supposed to have a certain subject, but uh, this this subject now may have changed that. So anyway, let's go ahead and bring this to a close. Um, of course, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> thank you for uh, joining us this week. Uh, thank you, uh, Sir Bradley. Thank you, Tiny. Thank you, Alan. Um, so audience, if you would like to give us some feedback about what you think, if there, we, there was something in there that we didn't cover tonight, let us know, get us on social media at soaking nostalgia and at deadpan, uh, deadpan studio 18 on Facebook and Twitter. You can email us at soaking nostalgia at gmail.com deadpan studio 18 at gmail.com. You can go to our website, deadpan studio.com. You can reach us there. You can also get us a, you can also listen to us on, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, as well as our server, uh, deadpanstudio.podbean.com. Just follow that address, and you'll be good. All right, so hope everybody enjoyed uh, Beatles versus Stones this week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll make an announcement mean, about what next week will be about. So you mean Stones versus Beatles, right? <laughs> it's always an open no, no, battle. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. All right, for Soaking Nostalgia and Deadpan Studio Podcast this week, I am the Matt. Sure, Bradley. Tiny. Alan. And with that, good night, y'all.